a Navy SEAL motto is do today what others won't so you can do tomorrow what others can't. So when you can continue to push that a little bit each day, stay in that uncomfortable space. And, and don't get me wrong. Comfort's a great place to visit. I believe in vacations. I believe in, you know, desserts and, and embellishing every once in a while, but it's not where you want to live. And the problem is, is that most people today live in that place of comfort instead of just visiting it there. And when they do that, they lose that ability to see what they're truly capable of achieving. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. Welcome to another exciting edition of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership, where we believe that you've got to nail your personal brand so that you can position yourself as the recognized authority the thought leader in your market space. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. And boy, am I excited about the man we have as our guest today. I am speaking, of course, of the one, the only, the legendary Chad Cooper. Welcome to the show, Chad. Well, I am excited for us to actually make this happen. I know that we've had the uh, the planets in, in world leaders and all kinds of things trying to get in the way, but there's no stopping powerhouses. So let's get it going. <laughs> That's fantastic, Chad. So Chad, you and I know each other through uh, a mutual friend, Mark Von Muser. An extraordinary friend, yes. He is, without a doubt, one of single greatest human beings I've ever had uh, the privilege of knowing in my life. And um, Mark speaks volumes about you. And he says that Chad is extraordinary. The work that Chad does is phenomenal. He's a true thought leader, and he's he's got a lot of wisdom to offer to you, Nikki, and to your listener and to, to, to Michael. So my question for you is this, how did you get to be Chad Cooper? How did you come to the space you are today? Tell us your backstory. Our listener really wants to know. Well, to spare the when I was four years old speech, I will fast forward and say that I was fortunate enough to be able to save first and spend what was left over. I had a great education, but it was really about the hardships in learning how to overcome them. And I would say the first distinct piece for me was going through Marine Corps boot camp and I had the flu, not the time or the place that you want to do that. They don't have a lot of empathy, Nikki, when, when that happens. But what I'm so surprised the Marines, no empathy. I know. (laughs) know. It's like, really? Just why don't you just sit in bed with some soup for the day? So they had a unique way of helping you get rid of your, your flu symptoms. And that was to do push-ups until you could not do a single one uh, further. And so after 45 minutes, and let's think about that. The average person would probably have difficulty doing five minutes or three minutes of push-ups. And I was in such peak condition at the time that I could do 45 minutes. Now I had complete muscle failure. And it was in that moment that I realized 
when the brain triggers, oh, hey, this is going to hurt, you should stop, that our body is capable of, as Mark Devine would say, 20 times more than what we think we can. And it was that moment that I realized where to balance the body and the mind, the mind and the heart, in order to be able to conquer and have the courage to not just be persistent, but also be consistent. I carried into retiring at the age of 35, and then at age 40, I quickly peaked and said, I've accomplished everything that I set out to do. So much so that I actually applied for a Guinness World Record of the most popular bucket list items accomplished. And I went, there's got to be more to this than what I've already achieved. I mean, I've got, God willing, 40, 50 more years in in front of me. And so I actually had to work the system backwards for myself and how I actually created that. And then people kept on asking me. And so I tested, can this work for others? And the answer became yes. So that's, that's how I really kind of came to the place of being able to find that, that happiness and fulfillment for myself and then being able to create that formula so that it actually can serve other people as well. So you gave us a lot of gold in this opening statement, and I want to focus on a couple of them. So you said that there's a thought leader out there that says that the body is capable of 20 times as much as we think it is. Correct. Can you Mark explain that a little a, bit more? I'm, I mean, I'm bet. fascinated by that. I, 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 I immediately get the innate truth of it, but explain it. I think our listener would love to find out more about that. So the author of that quote is Mark Devine. He is a former 25-year Navy SEAL commander. That is not an easy feat. I no mean, kidding. To, to be in the military alone is a challenge for many people. To be a Navy SEAL is yet a whole nother level. And Mark has been uh, really an operator as well as a trainer for the Navy SEALs to help say, here's what you guys need to, to put people through. And what he discovered is there's a huge disconnect between what we physically are capable of and what mental stories we tell ourselves to cop out or to quit. Or what's worse than that is actually drifting. So most of us would fear death. Yet how many of us are dying daily in parcel and piecemeal? And so the the goal there is, uh, a Navy SEAL motto is, do today what others won't, so you can do tomorrow what others can't. So when you can continue to push that a little bit each day, stay in that uncomfortable space. And, and don't get me wrong, comfort's a great place to visit. I believe in vacations. I believe in you know desserts and, and embellishing every once in a while, but it's not where you wanna live. And the problem is, is that most people today live in that place of comfort instead of just visiting it there. And when they do that, they lose that ability to see what they're truly capable of achieving. Amazing. I mean, just to think about this whole concept of the Marines and what they do and what they put themselves through, and you've done this, it's remarkable. It's it's actually extraordinary feats being done by human beings that uh, the mo you know what ninety nine percent of the popu- population would never even come close to. And when you're helping the people you serve. Chad, how do you bring them, how do you bring out 
some of these things that would be drawn out of people when they would have gone through something extraordinary like you've gone through with the, the Marine Corps boot camp? Yeah, I appreciate the question. And I've had the blessed experience and privilege to coach some of the best in the world. My clientele is really working with billionaires, multimillionaires, financial tycoons, uh, professional athletes, Olympians, and celebrities. So I get to work with some pretty elite individuals. And what's interesting about that is that I have watched that what would take maybe a lifetime for an average person. But if we take an Olympian as an example, we accelerate and compress their achievements in a much shorter duration of time. And so we can watch somebody who's very young, commits entirely you know, their childhood, because let's look at an Olympian is typically in their teens, maybe early 20s when they achieve a medal. And so they, they peak at a very young age. But the process in that is actually unpleasant for the majority of Olympians. And most people also don't realize that once they do that, they actually resent that they've worked their entire youth to achieve this gold medal and that they resent that they didn't have an opportunity to perhaps get a college degree or the majority cannot monetize that achievement. And so they resent that it's primarily all that represents who they are and they don't want to be defined only by this medal, but they have nothing else to be able to pivot towards and thrive. And so what I've been able to look at is one, the primary key is language. So what is it that a Navy SEAL does or an Olympian does or somebody who is an extraordinary parent? And the key in that is language. When we use empowering language, it gives us the ability to define the meaning in a way that we say, I want to move towards this, or I get to do this versus, oh, I have to do it. Does that make sense? It actually does. Absolutely. And do you find that it's through this language and, and how, I mean, you've worked with elite individuals. How can a person who perhaps hasn't achieved those levels take what you're doing uh, and just start right away? Great question. And so the first thing that I would say for somebody who hasn't attained that, and my point with maybe some of these special class of, of individuals is there really is nothing extraordinary about them. It's that they have learned to understand how to harness and identify their purpose. They've learned how to master their language. And they have also, many of them, gotten to a point where we can use Tom Brady as an example, right? Five-time Super Bowl champion. Well, after he won his fourth Super Bowl ring, he is known in Rolling Stone magazine to say, I'm the guy who's won four Super Bowl rings. Tell me that this isn't all there is. And so where I'm going with that is it's crucial whether you've achieved celebrity status, financial independence, any of those things, is that many people think once I achieve fill in the blank, you know, the perfect house, the perfect car, the perfect job title, whatever that is. Then, then I'll be happy only to get there and go, well, this isn't what I expected. So we get 168 hours in a week, no more, no less. Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, nobody can buy an hour more. So what separates the boys from the men, the girls from the women, is how we use that time. 
And so it begins with knowing and understanding your purpose. When you truly understand your purpose, then the things that you put into your schedule, the things that you schedule into your life become a question of, do you know what charges your batteries? And if you know what that is, then you schedule it in. And so my process walks through very specifically how to do that in an effective way, integrating things like Pareto's law, 80-20 rule, meaning 80% of your revenue is going to come from the top 20% of your clients, just as one example. And so what I help people understand is, is how not to just say, I'm going to put all my goals in here, get there, and I realize that I sacrifice other resources like my health, maybe my relationships or marriage or my finances and my joy, but that it's really about changing the way that your goals are achieved. So I kind of threw a lot in there. So Chad, what adversity have you overcome? Where'd you really screw up and how'd you learn from it? Well, it's not whether I've made mistakes because I've, I've made many mistakes and frankly, a big one in, in what you guys represent is really understanding and knowing who you are. And one thing that I've learned is I could have a blockbuster hit for a book or create a, a Oscar award-winning movie. But if you don't know how to market yourself, you're just going to sit up on a shelf collecting dust. And so what I've learned is, is it's not enough just to have a great product, to have a great service or value to someone, but you also have to know how to actually really deliver it in a way that it serves people and makes people want to hear more. And so that actually has been a, a challenge is to be able to not just say, here's what I offer or here's how my process or system works, but to be able to really understand why do people need it? Why are people looking for a solution? And I've made my trials and errors along that journey to get there. And I will say that, you know, the fast track is, don't have to go through all that pain. Work with you guys and you can get there much more quickly and actually be able to serve a lot more people because you actually have a very clear and defined message. So how did you get to define your own message? And, and what is the primary pain point that you solve for people? Okay. So – People would come to me for one of four reasons. One is that either they're tired, they're bored, they're frustrated, or they're in a place of fear, right? They, they believe that they need to do something because they don't want to regret passing up that opportunity. In other words, their willpower is frayed. Their nerves are shot. They feel overworked. They feel that there's no room to learn anything new or the ability to pause and stop and have some breathing room. So the struggle is that they have this story. And that's really one of the strengths of our special forces, Navy SEALs in, in that 20X factor, is that these aren't emotions that are foreign to people who achieve versus people who take their foot off the gas. The difference is, is do they have a compelling story that allows them to say one more step? They break down that boulder or the old proverbial, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. And so they just focus on one more step. And that allows them to create a behavior that it isn't just 20X immediately, 
it goes, you know, half a percentage to one X, then to two X. And they just have that ability to keep pushing forward. As Mark showed, uh, Mark Devine had people do a thousand push-ups. Now, if you thought in a I row, a thousand, pardon, in, in a, a row, row a wow. thousand push-ups in a row. Now, most people have a story that's impossible. That's a huge boulder. That's too daunting. But he says the trick is just start with the first hundred, or if that's too much, just ten. And when you get those ten done, another ten, and another ten, and you're going to get to a point where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't do another one, and you just say one more. Is you have to break this process down to its most simplistic form, and that will get you across the finish line, because that becomes a an empowering story and language that supports you getting to that goal. I got to do the thousand push-ups, man. I'm going to make this a goal for me. <laughs> I got to do it. it. Sounds awesome. Good for you. Good luck with that, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Paula. <laughs> We'll be right back to our interview with our guest in just a moment. Hey, Michael, welcome to another edition of the segment, Strategies to Grow Your Business. So, so Michael, we're doing this segment because we want the listener, we want you to learn about these strategies so that you can implement them in helping you grow your business right away. So the one we want to talk about today, Michael, is the importance of growing your audience, growing your tribe. Why is that important, Michael? Well, quite frankly, when you get an audience of people who know, like, and trust you, business gets a lot easier because people are calling you versus the other way around. That's right. And wasn't there a famous blog post by a fellow named uh, Kevin Kelly, uh, a thousand true fans in which he said that if you had a thousand people who loved your message and cared about it and, and liked you, that you could parlay that into at least a six figure year income. Yeah. It's cool blog post, Google it. It's, it's excellent. But essentially the gist of it is that it, it's the economic model for an artist to put out their, their intellectual property. In this case, it's music, but if you sell $10 to 1,000 fans, that's $100,000 a year income. So the key is to get 1,000 true fans that would actually spend $10 with you. Now, in our line of work, we're talking about uh, 1,000 fans that may spend $10,000 with you, and that changes the economic <laughs> Just model. a little bit. Just a little Just bit. Just a little, yeah. But your base may be a lot larger than that, but inside you need that 1,000 true fans that actually love what you do, get value from what you do, and you build it literally one person at a time. And you know what's awesome is that if you're listening to this and you want to get this strategy and other great strategies, we have this incredible free tool called the Authority Marketing Blueprint. It's a one-pager with a 10-step process on how you can grow your business by establishing yourself as the authority in your market and doing wonderful things like what Michael and I just talked about. So go ahead to authorityrocks.com and make sure you get a, a copy of that download. And Michael, it's absolutely free. Absolutely free. We're going back now to our guest and the rest of the interview. Chad, thanks for the acknowledgement and the work that we do around helping our clients gain clarity of their own message and then bring that message to the marketplace. I'd really like to hear the strides that you've made in creating and clarifying your own message and what that's looked like 
for for your own entry into the marketplace? Sure. So I represent a couple of different solutions for people, but really underneath all of that is the question that I believe most people are asking is how do I make time serve me? So instead of me telling people, you know, here's how you create a schedule or all the things that have been done in the past, I'm really about getting down to the why. You know, it's the difference of just making more money versus sucking the juice out of life. So people want balance. And I've found that trying to experience balance daily is rather unreasonable. But if I shoot for every few days, like 168 hours, one week at a time, it's totally doable. But the key in that is to know what charges our batteries. And that's one thing that I've best been able to do is help people define taking a vehicle and move it from an ordinary to an extraordinary experience. I can give you an example if you'd like. Yes, please. So the word workout For most people, when they think of the word workout, they're like, ugh, pain, difficulty, not fun. And at best, it's a neutral language. But if we really get down to the emotions and feelings, what's the real purpose? Why is that something you want to do? It's because of the feelings that it will give them as a result of that workout. And so when I actually have on my calendar, I don't write the words workout. It literally says on my calendar, building slow and strong in order to go beyond. Another workout entry might say, being the example to my son or playtime in the gym with the family duo. And so what I've done is I've transformed what would be normally boring, neutral language, something that we want to move away from into, wow, I actually want to go to the gym and play with my my family. And so literally when I go work out, my wife and my son join me and we're able to make it something that is really challenging, but fun at the same time for everybody. Notice in there as well, building slow and strong. It's not about me saying, hey, I'm going out for the sprint. This is about being able to do the endurance, being an example so I can lead teams to my foundation in Guatemala, be able to lead people on adventures around the world. I recently helped co-lead a a group down to New Zealand. So it's about being able to attach it to what really charges your batteries. And when we can do that, it allows us to stay the course. We move past discipline and back into our purpose. That's brilliant, Chad. I really like the way that you use language. It's very powerful. It's energizing. It draws me in and wants me to engage in the conversation with you versus, as you said, bore me and put me to sleep. I think that's really, really important. So listen, how we like to end off every interview is we ask our guests to give us their three expert action steps. These are the steps that are kind of like your best tips for our listener for, for him or her to be able to implement in their business, in their life, to take it to the next level, especially as it pertains to establishing their own thought leadership. So what are your three expert action tips? So the first I would say is reclaim, rediscover your purpose. And so I'm going to give you a simple exercise. And this exercise is not going to just motivate. It's not going to just inspire. It will truly transform your life if you spend the time in it. 
and it's super easy. All you've got to do is think of two or three of your happiest memories. So just go to your past and think, what are two or three or five, however many you're, you're willing to do, and write down as much detail, like at least a paragraph to two paragraphs per memory, as much detail as you can conjure up and recall about that happy experience. And, and specifically, including the feelings and emotions, as much feelings and emotions as you can for each memory. And when you have that for two, three, or five, five would be, you know, perfect, then go through and circle all the feelings and emotions. And what you will discover are some repeating words. Those core feelings are your core values. See, people think that your purpose is a thing. It's not. Your purpose is your feelings. How do you want to feel? Take those feelings. Now you've discovered your purpose. It's that simple. It really is. And then number two is take those feelings and start inserting them into the subject line of your calendar. If people see your calendar, they're kind of going to freak a little bit like, what are you doing? And then they're going to come back and go, man, that really stuck in my head. I can't get it out. And that's the point is do you want your calendar, something that really inundates you every day to be something that recharges you or something that is draining you? So when we put emotions that we want to experience into our subject line, it transforms the meaning and experience we have 168 hours at a time. Then lastly, is the third thing is contribute beyond yourself. The happiest people I know, and Mark Von Muser is a great example of this, is that they are servant leaders. It's not enough just to be self-serving. But you need to carve some time to grow by serving beyond yourself. And when you do that, you move past moments of joy and happiness and into the space of fulfillment and legendary lifestyles. So those three simple things, purpose, subject line of feelings in your calendar, and do something that contributes beyond yourself. Those are three great expert action steps. I really like the second one. That's unique. I've never heard that before from anybody. Thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast with us today. Listen, this now is the opportunity for you to tell us about something you're up to or something you'd like the folks to know about, be it uh, a book, an event, uh, or a cause near and dear to your heart. Tell us all about it so we can let the folks know. Oh, I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I will say the, the thing I'm most excited about right now is that if they go to my website, chadecooper.com, Chad E is an echo, chadecooper.com forward slash challenge. If you buy any flavor of my book, paperback, Kindle, or audiobook, I'm giving every person that purchases it a five day legendary lifestyle challenge membership. So if you want to see, do I have the foundation to even begin doing the process, the steps to a legendary lifestyle? Here's five days. It's like a $481 value that I'm giving to anyone for free to begin that journey. So it's just a week worth of helping you set the stage to actually point you in the direction and allow you to be successful. Well, tell, so, us, tell us a little bit about your book for a minute because we didn't spend a lot of time on that on, on, on the podcast. That's probably a good point. <laughs> Thank you. So the book is titled, Time Isn't the Problem, You Are. 
four strategies to transform stress into success. The first chapter is language matters. The second is understanding your purpose. The third is you are the divine, speaking of spiritual and how to make it an and conversation, not just or. It's not material or spiritual. It's not spiritual or material. It's an and. How can I be spiritual and have material abundance as well? How can I be self-serving and servant leading and create that balance? We need both. And then the last is the rule of 168. That's 168 is one week worth of time. How you create that balance one week at a time. So if you are the kind of person that has put all of your energy into building your career or building a business, and it's really at the expense of maybe your relationship with your kids or your spouse or your health, you can avoid hitting that you know, ultimate down spiral, you know, that, that low point, you can skip past that and learn how you can actually make some pivots, some tweaks to be able to get you to the lifestyle that by your definition is legendary. See, legendary isn't society's definition because it's a low bar. So the book says, hey, if you can't acknowledge that you're part of the problem, then you also can't realize that you're also part of the solution. Chad, I love it. Sounds like a great book. I'm going to get a copy for myself and read it. I love to read. Uh, Leaders are readers. And I'm a big believer that if you're a thought leader in particular, you better be a reader. Thank you so much for being on the show. We uh, look forward to having this episode go uh, across uh, the network to everybody and look forward to having you back again sometime. A pleasure. Thank you, guys. Much appreciated and wishing you guys the best at the upcoming event. I know you guys put on some great, great uh, shows for people. Thanks, Chad. Thanks a lot, Chad. Take care, man. Thanks, you too. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. To get all of the information about today's guest and also a whole bunch of excellent free business building resources, you can go to thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening.